Welcome to Business Intentional. Whether you're an entrepreneur, marketing agency, or just interested in following cutting-edge business trends, we will show you how to be business intentional in your industry. Digital media expert Shelby Larson and her world-class guest will show you that the fastest way to successfully grow your business and revenue and not hate your life doing it is by being business intentional. A lot of smart entrepreneurs, they're just burned out. I mean, and that's why it's so critical to understand how to be business intentional so that everyone in your company has that baseline to make the best decisions possible. Now, Cranberry.fn proudly presents Business Intentional with Shelby Larson. Hey everyone, welcome to Business Intentional. This is your host, Shelby Larson, and I'm super excited about today's show because it's on a topic that isn't always sexy to talk about, but is critical, critical, critical to talk about. And my special guest today is Brad Weimart from Easy Pay Direct, and he's a really great guy. How are you doing, Brad? I'm good. How about yourself? I am fabulous, and I'm fortunate that I have Brad here in Austin with me, and what's interesting is that we're going to be talking about payment processing today, which is always a huge major topic in our circles, mostly because of pain points, actually, and it's been interesting. I was on a couple of different business trips recently that Brad was on also, and I had the benefit of hearing him talk through how Easy PageRx works and just how merchant processing works in general and people asking him questions about their pain points and how to solve it. And he said some things that I've never really heard anyone else say. And he had some positioning and perspective on things that I thought were really valuable. And so I grabbed him and said, hey, would you be on my show? He said, yes. And uh, here we are. So before we get into the meat, I mean, we should talk about, let's get to know you a little bit, Brad. Like what's, what's your, what's your vibe? What do you got going on over there? <laughs> well, I'm an adventurer at heart. I mean, I'm always looking for some sort of craziness or chaos I can put into my life. And that ranges from, you know, scuba diving to race car driving to rock climbing to skydiving to, you know, what, whatever can get my heart pumping. Right. And that's brought us together a couple of times, too, because he's been checking, checked out the Mavericks, which we do a lot of that fun stuff. So I really like Brad because when we are in our circles with different professionals, I feel like he connects with them really well on a professional level, but also on an ambitious personal level. And so he really gets their businesses, which I think is really important. People tend to talk about merchant processing as if it's this, you know, side part of your business. But the truth is that all of our businesses pretty much live and die on our ability to process payments, right? And so I like that he looks at the entire business perspective and what you're trying to do with your business in in going through that. So let's start from the beginning. So Brad, you have a very, um, you, one of the questions I heard people asking you all the time was, what are the difference between all of the different payment processing system, like PayPal and Stripe and traditional merchant accounts? And you had some really great perspectives. So why don't we start there and have you kind of go into your thought process on the different options? Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, in terms of it being a major part of your business, you're right. Uh, people tend to think about it as sort of a footnote. People look at it as like a driver's license too. It's like, oh yeah, that's just something that I'll get and it's all good. Um, and it's that's fine. It's not an issue until you run into a problem and then it's the biggest issue in your world because if you can't accept payments, you don't have a business. Um, so a lot of people start 
when they start a company, they'll start by getting a PayPal account or a Stripe account uh, or something along those lines. And that's fine. Um, but those companies are fundamentally different than a traditional merchant account. So if you're an, a brand new business and you're sort of vetting concept and you're trying to figure out if the business has legs, those are great options. They turn you on right away. You can accept payments almost immediately. Uh, but once you pass, call it maybe 10 grand a month, you need to start looking at more stable options. Um, and the, the, the foundational difference between these two types of payments are PayPal and Stripe are considered merchant account aggregators. And the idea behind that model is they'll let you accept payments immediately, um, but they don't know anything about you. So they don't know who you are. They don't know what you do. They don't know what kind of products you have. They don't know how you sell the products, how you fill the products, if you fulfill the products, uh, nothing. And that's fine because it allows you to accept payments quickly. But what, it, what that means is they don't have any way to control their own risk. And they're at risk of businesses disappearing. So if you disappear as a business and then a bunch of your consumers want their money back, you know, a bunch of the people that bought your product, the payment provider has to pay that money back out of their pocket. So they don't have any way to control that as, a, as an aggregator. So they close accounts or they hold your money. And that's how they behave to control their own risk. It's not good or bad. It's just part of that business model. So the flip side of that is uh, our traditional merchant account providers. And there are tons of different merchant account providers out there. Um, as an e-commerce company, it's really important that you pick the best one. But the good ones will do underwriting on the front end. So they want to know who you are, what you do, and how you do it to control their own risk. So the idea there is if good underwriting is done on the front end, the likelihood of them having to close an account or hold money later is much, much lower. And that's kind of the 30,000 foot overview. Right. And it's really interesting because if you have a business that's maybe a little less traditional, it's not a brick and mortar, all your sales are online and you have odd patterns like $10,000 a month and then you do a launch and take in a half a million dollars in 48 hours, that generally throws huge flags up and causes a lot of problems. So, I mean, the merchant processing world has come a long way. I remember when I was very first in the game, we did a launch where we did a, a $300,000 in like a 24 hour period, which at the time was like the most money I had ever seen in my life. Right. And we are a service business. So we're lucky when we have a 50% margin and they froze up almost 50% for over nine months, which I'm pretty sure wasn't even legal. And so we had no, right. We had no profit margin for nine months because they froze up that money. And we literally had, you know, we didn't know, we probably had some leg to stand on, but we were naive and didn't, you know, didn't know what we could or couldn't do, but it's a, it's not an uncommon story. That kind of thing. Yeah. Happened. It's a super common story, and it doesn't even have to be during a product launch. Um, so for, first and foremost, the conversations that I have with people that are aware that this kind of stuff happens with payments, the, the most common thing that I hear in response to uh, this dialogue is, oh, yeah, but we're not high risk. Oh, yeah, but we don't do product launches. Oh, yeah, but we don't have any chargebacks. None of that really matters. <laughs> Because the, the fact is payment providers are looking at your account and could close your account or hold funds for any plethora of reasons. Many of them have nothing to do with your independent business. It might just be that your business category is something that they're becoming more sensitive to. 
So we see major providers um, that overnight will decide, hey, we don't want to do information products anymore, or we don't want to do supplements anymore, um, or we don't want to work with accounts that have a higher refund rate of uh, than 10% anymore. And they make those decisions on the fly. And that's a product of what their portfolio of merchant accounts is, not a product of how your business is doing in, independently. So that's a really good thing to know um, if you have an e-commerce business. The other really good thing to know, uh, directly to your point, is that it's totally legal. So for better or worse, the contracts that you sign with those providers give them essentially carte blanche to um, hold money, pull money out of your bank account, um, and deposit money into your bank account. Uh, not quite as they see fit, but there's a lot of flexibility in what's allowed and what's legal there. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And I think that it's a complicated issue for most people because most people are not well-versed on what's what is you know, what is legal and what isn't legal. But I think a really important component that you spoke to um, is that the way that they manage their risk is either by freezing an account. And so, and I like how you said, you know, it's not good, it's not bad, but it's just the reality. And those of us, you know, that have had that pain point can say, oh, we don't like that or it's not fair, but we all know that that's the reality, right? The number one fear we have is that our account's gonna get frozen up or it's going to get shut down, um, and then we can't take money anymore. And so this is just the nature of the beast for most payment processing systems. And honestly, even though you put Stripe and PayPal in a different category than, say, traditional merchant accounts, that's their process too. Like Across the board, that tends to be their risk management strategy, which is not in the favor of those of us using (laughs) the systems. Yeah, well, 100%. Most payment, most traditional merchant account providers, 99% of them will operate the exact same way as Stripe and PayPal. And when you think about it, that makes total sense because what they want is to make money off businesses, right? They're taking a percentage. So they want to get you up and running quickly and make money. The problem is if you get set up quickly, you will also get closed quickly. So there are these elite few that are quote unquote high risk payment providers that uh, specifically cater to e-commerce companies. And those are the ones that you need to work with. Perfect. All right. We're going to go to break. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the interesting perspective you had uh, when we were on the road. We'll be right back. This is Business Intentional with our guest, Brad Weimer. Stay tuned as we intentionally pay homage to our sponsors. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. 
visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash circle. Business Intentional is back to build your business and revenue only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to Business Intentional. This is Shelby Larson. We're talking today with Brad Weimart from Easy Pay Direct, and he is a specialist in payment processing and has some really unique perspectives. So I want to get into in a little bit here um, some things that people can do to avoid some common pitfalls and protect themselves. But before we do that, I really want to have you speak to how you do things a little bit differently with multiple merchant accounts, because it's something I hadn't really heard widely spoken of. And I don't know if that's because I'm just not familiar or if this is, you know, a more unusual, unique dynamic that you use to run your company. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Easy Pay Direct was uh, founded in 2009 and in 2009, it was really uncommon for people to have multiple merchant accounts. And today, in 2017, it's much, much more common. And the, the fact is, because payment providers, merchant account providers, have these knee-jerk reactions that are based on their own portfolio and their own risk assessment, uh, it's really, really important that you take some of the control as a business owner in your own hand and have more than one merchant account. Because if one goes down and you only have one, you're scrambling. All of a sudden you're in a place where you can't accept payments from people and your whole business is on hold until you fix that. Um, So yeah, it's kind of mission critical to make sure that you do that. And again, that becomes relevant once you sort of hit the 10 grand a month range um, or uh, maybe a little higher if you want to push the envelope. So the different ways that people do that, they either go out and independently get different merchant accounts and structure it themselves, or they go to a company like yours that has multiple merchant accounts built in as part of the system. Is that correct? Yeah, that's totally correct. And on that note, I want to point out that there is a very, very bad way to do this too. There are actually two like terrible things you can do when you're trying to set up multiple merchant accounts. The first is you can try to deliberately game the system. And if you're trying to deliberately game the system, um, there are there are mistakes you can make that just make it straight fraudulent. What you do not want to do is try to hide your chargeback numbers and hide your uh, statistics from banks and providers. You'll If you do that, you'll get put on what's called the match list. It's uh, Member Alert to Control High Risk. It's an acronym. Um, but it's an internal blacklist. And once you get put on the match list, you literally won't be able to accept credit cards again, until the provider that put you on takes you off. And if a provider puts you on, the likelihood of them taking you off is not not super great. <laughs> um, so that's number one. 
Number two is, and, and by the way, that I think the takeaway from that is get help doing it. Trying to do it yourself is, um, A, it's a lot more work than it needs to be. Uh, and B, there are some really significant challenges that you'll just end up shooting yourself in the foot. Um, number two, and probably more common, is don't go out and apply to 15 places at the same time. Um, we internally inside of Easy Pay Direct refer to that as, as the shotgun approach. And the, the problem with that is that all of the banks, and there are only about, at, at any given time, maybe eight banks that really do a good job of processing for e-commerce, um, they all communicate and they all look at your credit. So if you've applied to a bunch of places, uh, they see that you've applied to a bunch of places. Uh, and it's a huge flag for them because they see that and they think, okay, well, why did this person just apply to 15 places? Um, and providers that would have approved you will decline you just based on that. Uh, and the most, they're, the most common ways that we see that pan out is either somebody goes and tries to do it themselves, or they go out and they work with some sort of rogue um, credit card processing agent. And you see these people at all sorts of conferences and events, and you find them online, and they're um, and usually the language around them is like, oh, yeah, I've got this guy, you know, I've got this credit card processing guy, this merchant account guy. And, you know, people say he's good and he's he's sort of just one person. And I don't I don't actually have. Well, no, that's not true. I know maybe one or two women. That's why the guy thing comes out of my mouth. But uh, most of the ones I know are, are men and they happen to just have a couple connections to banks. But what they do is they do exactly what you shouldn't do. They go out and submit to a whole bunch of places at once. And they just don't know the system that well, and they're not tied in that well. Um, so that's the other thing I'd be leery of is working with uh, kind of tradition, uh, these solo agents that are out there. Anything that is mission critical to my bottom line, not a personal expert in, I need to find someone else who's a personal expert. And merchant processing is one of those things, right? It's why I'm a successful digital marketing agency because marketing is mission critical and other people, that's not their area of genius, right? And so... I, I could see really good intentions of people hearing something, reading about something, thinking they can do it. But the consequences of screwing up your merchant processing is not being able to take payments for your business, which if you're e-commerce, your business is at that point dead. So I think that's super interesting. Um, something you said that I was going to ask about too, what can people do? I mean, obviously they're going to go hopefully not set up their, not, not do any of these strategies that you just said, but you know, how can they evaluate themselves and sort of understand what their merchant um, processing needs are and how to weigh that against the different options out there? Like, what are the different things that you look at as someone who owns a merchant processing company that of whether you're going to take someone on or not? Like, what are those basic? Is it just a basic credit check or, you know, what are they looking for? Um, so merchant account providers are looking for <clears throat> three things when they underwrite accounts. They're looking at the personal history of the owner, uh, the business history uh, of the company, and then the business model. Those are the three things that are getting underwritten. Personal history is just your credit. It's how good is your credit. Business history um, is typically they're looking at your bank statements or your credit card processing statements. Always credit card processing statements. Sometimes for higher volume or higher risk accounts, they'll ask for bank statements. If you don't have history, then that's moot, but they put more weight then on your personal history. Um, and also then the business model. 
And the business model is where a lot of e-commerce companies um, get in trouble or that's what makes them higher risk. So there are all sorts of different creative marketing strategies, tactics, et cetera, to drive traffic or convert traffic online. Um, the nuances of them have ramifications in terms of refund rates and chargeback rates. So for example, so on the higher risk side of things, if you do trial offers, um, hey, yeah, you can try this, just pay for shipping. And then in 14 days, we'll automatically put you into subscription. Um, trial offers are much higher risk because there is a much higher likelihood somebody will refund or dispute that charge. Um, so marketing model is really relevant. But those are the three big ones. It's personal history, business history, business model. Excellent. Okay, well, we're going to go to break. But after we get back from break, I want to talk specifically about some of the scenarios that I know are common pain points and what your recommendations are for people to avoid those. So this is Shelby Larson with Business Intentional, and I'll be right back with my guest, Brad Weimer. Stay tuned as we intentionally pay homage to our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Business Intentional is back to build your business and revenue only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to Business Intentional with my guest, Brad Weimer from Easy Pay Direct. And we are talking merchant processing today, um, which is a really important, especially if you're an e-commerce business. And I wanted to talk about some of the scenarios that I know are such common pain points for uh, entrepreneurs and business owners. And I have an interesting one to run by you. So one of my clients is um, a very thriving business in the weight loss space. And they, because they're in weight loss, as you can imagine, their buying trends are, they make more between like Christmas and February 1st than, I mean, I, I don't know if it's accurate to say the rest of the year combined, but it's a significant, you know, it's a significant amount of money more than they would do on average. So what happens is, they might take in a bunch of money in January 
But then in March, anybody that refunded or charged back or anything like that comes through. But the ratio in March, when they look at those refunds compared to the sales, puts their percentages way off. And so, you know, he experiences pain points because they're like, look, your your percentage of like chargebacks or refunds to sales in is skewed way high. But his his you know, argument is no, no, those sales were taken in in January where it's a minute sliver. So like, how do you, how do, how do people work with merchant accounts through buying and refunding trends like that? If the companies are, I mean, are they always black and white? What comes in, it happens. They only look at March 1st to March 31st. Like, how does that work? Yeah. So just to be clear and put some numbers to this, that what I heard was, let's say a company normally does a million dollars a month, but January they do 5 million. And in January, doing $5 million, let's say they have 1% of their transactions get charged back, disputed. So they have $50,000 charged back. And then you move to February. Well, now instead of doing $5 million, they're only doing $1 million, And they had $50,000 that show up as chargebacks that were related to January sales, right? But now $50,000 against the million dollars sold in February is, point, is 5% chargebacks, not one. Is that the exactly. challenge? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So in 5% is a, a problem. 5% is a, <laughs> it, you're in no, no, no land there. So first and foremost, the, the general, general rule so that people are clear on this with chargebacks is that the, the rule that everybody talks about is 1%. So you don't want more than 1% of your uh, sales disputed. And people refer to that as a Visa and MasterCard rule. But the actual rule um, before you get put into Visa and MasterCard's monitoring program, it doesn't even mean that you can't accept. It just means you're put into their official monitoring program or their excessive chargeback program. Uh, it's 1% and but starts at 50 transactions for that month. Um, and, and those can be calculated a variety of ways. The 1%, for example, could be transactions. It could be dollar amount, whatever. Um, but uh, so first and foremost, it's important to know that you have two big bodies that you have to be concerned with. One is Visa, MasterCard, Discover Amex, the card brands. The other is your provider. Um, and the direct answer to what, what do you do about that? The, the first answer is you need to be really careful and make sure you're working with a good provider um, because good providers that are uh, that work in that space will understand that. And then it's a, it's a non-issue. It'll probably still hit their risk analysts. It'll probably still set off flags. You're still going to run into challenges, but they'll understand what's going on. If you're working with a company that doesn't normally do high volume e-commerce, um, which by the way, there are massive banks that don't do high volume e-commerce. Like we see issues with Chase Payment Tech um, or Bank of America. Um, and presumably they they do high volume e-commerce, but they're not geared towards it. Um, and it's, re- it's a really, really important distinction. So uh, working with the right provider is the biggest thing. The second biggest thing is making sure you have more than one account. So if for whatever reason you have a bad risk analyst um, or a knee-jerk reaction and they freeze funds or they close the account, it doesn't sink your company. Um, and so those are, I mean, those are the big takeaways. Um, and the, the following question is, okay, well, how do I, how do I make sure that I find the right provider? Or how do I find the right provider? And that's a tough one. Um, and I get asked it all the time. And obviously, I can shamelessly, shamelessly promote Easy Pay Direct. But the, uh, the answer really is work with, get referred to somebody. It's go to somebody that you trust that 
um, can refer you to a good provider um, because it's difficult to discern who's good and who's not online. You know, everybody, everybody is a high risk payment provider online and everybody has the best rates online and everybody has chargeback programs online. Question is who's good and who's not. And um, I think referrals are kind of the key to finding good people in life in general. This has been such an informative interview and I know we're out of time, but we have a special, if you go to businessintentional.com, make it rain. Having a good payment processor helps you make it rain. We're going to have information on how you can get connected with Brad. I think you have some special takeaways that we're going to be offering there. Is that right? Yeah, we've got an ebook that we put together for your audience around the common pitfalls for merchant accounts. So four easy ways to prevent total merchant account collapse. Perfect. Awesome. So again, that's businessintentional.com backslash make it rain. Brad, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate all of your knowledge that you dropped here. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. Buddy, see you next time. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 